Hello and welcome to the Christomatic Podcast. Today, by the grace of God, we'll be considering the Redeemed Christian Church of God Sunday School Manual for Lesson 45. And the topic is Sika Ministry or Sika Ministry Part 2. Sika Ministry Part 2 or Sika Ministry Part 2. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for today. We give you glory for another Sunday School. And we thank you for your help thus far. We give you all the glory and all the honor. We ask, O Lord, today, that today, even as we um, go through the Sunday school, that the Holy Spirit, the great teacher, will manifest, O God, in our studies today in the name of Jesus. And for every point, O God, that we will learn today, we ask, Father, that you will help us to abide, O God, in the name of Jesus. Please make us instruments, O God, to convert souls to your kingdom. Thank you, Father, for in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Our Bible passage for today's Sunday school is taken from the book of Acts, chapter 8, verses 27 to 35. Acts, chapter 8, verses 27 to 35. And he arose and went. And behold, a man of Ethiopia and Enoch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the, the charge of all her treasure, had come to Jerusalem to worship. He was returning and sitting in his chariot. He read Esias the prophet. Then the spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him, and heard him read the prophet Esias, and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I, except some man, should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his sharer, so opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation his judgment was taken away, and who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this? Of him or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached Christ, Christ Jesus, unto him. Praise God. Hallelujah. A memory verse for today's Sunday School, by the grace of God, is taken from the book of Acts chapter 8, verses 30. Acts chapter 8, verse 30, I mean to say, Acts chapter 8, verse 30. And it says, And Philip ran teeter to him, and heard him read the prophet Esaias, and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? Acts chapter 8 verse 30. Acts chapter 8 verse 30. And Philip ran thither to him and had him read the prophet Esaias and said, Understandest thou what thou readest?
Praise God. Introduction for today's um, Sunday School says, Having understood the Sika ministry as personal evangelism from last week, involving the believer and a person in need of salvation, it is important to know how the subject is, how to approach him or her, and caution and the caution to to exercise uh, the book of Luke chapter 19 verse 1 to 5 uh, it says in when Jesus was passing through Jericho uh, there was a man named Zacchaeus uh, he was the chief among the, the, the publicans and he was rich and he sought to, to see Jesus for whom he was and he could not press because he was a little in stature and this man ran and climbed up a sycamore tree just to see Jesus, for Jesus was passing that way. And when Jesus came to the place, Jesus looked up and saw him and said, Zacchaeus, just make haste and come down, for today I will abide at your house. Surely there are rewards for soul winners, praise God. Hallelujah. Now, the text review for uh, where we read that's from the book of acts chapter 8 verses 27 to 35 you know some people uh, imagine that the poor are the best candidate for heaven uh, and therefore they, whenever they think of heaven they exclude the rich from making heaven in their wildest imagination this erroneous imagination must be corrected at once because poverty is not a requirement to make heaven. See, that, that means the rich must be approached in haste with the message of salvation too. So in the comfort of their houses or in their cars or in their offices, anywhere as Philip did to this uh, wealthy eunuch, you know, Bible made us to understand that in the book of Acts chapter 8 verse 30 that Philip ran to him. Same uh, a memory verse as well. So the rich must be, they must be reached too for Jesus Christ. Praise God. Now um, in today's uh, Sunday school we are going to be um, looking at two lesson outline um, but without much ado we are going to be going into the first lesson outline and the first lesson outline says approach the subject approach the first of all uh, we are going to be identifying um, some types of subjects which we as Christians may likely meet during our evangelism exercise some type of subjects some kind of people we, we will likely meet when we go for evangelism the first among uh, these subjects you know we are still looking at lesson outline one approach the subject so we are looking at some of those subjects the first among these subjects is the careless the careless who are the careless these are people who are commonly found in the society having business life having homes and their pleasures as their limited field of operation uh, when you look at the book of luke chapter 12 verse 19 the bible says and i will say to my soul so 
thou hast much good laid up for many years for you. Take thy ease, eat, drink, and marry. So these are people who have they have this uh, come on, they are found in this um, kind of category. You know, God is never in their thought or even in their agenda. Uh, another Bible verse that explains that is the book of um, Psalm chapter 10, verse 4. It says, The wicked, through the pride of his countenance, will not seek after God. God is not even in his thought. Praise God. So, because he has pride in, in his own countenance, he will not even seek God because he feels, Oh, soul, my soul, oh, you have laid up so many, you've hustled so much. You've gathered wealth so much. Take ease, eat, drink, marry because he has sufficiency. So they don't care less about, they are careless. They don't care anything about God. So far they are satisfied, they are okay. So we call these the careless. These are first type of people we might likely meet during praise God. The next set of, um, the next type of people we might likely um reach or during our evangelism exercise is uh, the deceived these are victims of false prophet or victims of false doctrine you know um the book of first timothy chapter 4 verse 1 says now the spirit speaketh expressly that in the last times some shall depart from the faith giving heed to seducing spirit and doctrines of the devil these are people who are tossed about easily with every you know false doctrine or every false prophet because uh, also you look at jeremiah chapter 14 verse 14 he said the lord said unto me the, pro- the, f- the prophets prophesy lie in my name i send them not neither have i commanded them neither speak unto them they prophesy unto you a false vision and false divination and a thing of naught and the deceit of their heart you know in the last day many people will be deceived the bible was telling us in the book of matthew chapter 11 matthew chapter 24 i mean to say when you read through matthew 24 he said in the last days a lot of people will be deceived because false prophets will rise so there are people who are falling victims to these false prophets and even these false doctrines who have been misguided by these false prophets whose god is their belly so when we go for evangelism too we might likely meet this same set of people now the third set of people we might actually meet is the objectors the objectors now this category of people they question the authority of the bible and they, they also um, announced that it is full of contradiction they usually oppose the truth they they argue uh, scriptures in the bible and they also make you understand that this bible you are reading is not complete it is an opinion of someone it is gathered together by a group of persons just to control uh, the human race blah 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 so these ones are the objectors they have their own reservation about Christianity and about the Bible. The book of 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 8 says, Just like Janus and Jambres, the court magicians of, of Egypt, opposed Moses. So these men also opposed the truth. 
they also oppose the truth. They are men of depraved mind, unqualified and worthless as teachers in regards to the faith. Furthermore, uh, the book of Acts chapter 13 verse 8 was talking about a man who falls in this category, Elimas or Elimas, the sorcerer. The Bible says because this Elimas guy, he was opposing the truth and he was turning people away from accepting uh, Christianity uh, into accepting his own type of faith. So these ones, uh, they are the objectors. They have their own opinions and they sell their opinions even as they go around. Praise God. Now, the fourth set of people that you might likely meet when you go for your evangelism exercise is the skeptics and the atheists. The skeptics and the atheists. Now, the skeptics are in, they are in doubt of the existence of God and the authenticity of the Bible. Why the atheists foolishly and flatly deny the existence of God? Now, for the skeptics, they will say, according to the book of Job, chapter 21, verse 15, they will say, Who or what is the Almighty that we should serve Him? And what, what should, would we gain if we <laughs> plead with Him? Praise God. While um, uh, the atheist will say in his heart, according to the book of uh, Psalms, chapter 14, verse 1, he will say, A fool says in his heart, There is no God. So these ones are there. There are people who probably have uh, they've been existing, you know, uh, along the line, and they buy this idea or religion. Praise God! I've come to find out that uh, personally, I found out that people who are either skeptic or atheist were one time probably Christians, or some most times Christians, or people who believed in God at some extent, and. You know and something went wrong along the line and they stopped believing praise god now number five uh, set of people we might actually meet when we go for evangelism is the excusers the excusers uh, who are the excusers uh, these these are uh, the excusers they highlight circumstances surrounding their failure to do what they know they ought to have done you know they always you know when you speak to them you hear them highlight circumstances that surrounds their failure to do what they should have done or what they ought to have done uh, an example is in the book of uh, genesis chapter 3 verses 10 to 13 where uh, where we read in that place you know it's a very popular one where um Adam was given an excuse for what happened you know he was giving God you know I had the sound of you working in the garden and I was so afraid and I you know I hid myself and God asked him and said how did you even know you know that you are naked how did you know that you have become naked have you done what I've asked you not to do and he, he immediately he highlighted a circumstance surrounding the failure you know it said is the woman you gave me the woman you gave me praise God hallelujah so and God God said what is this that you have done you know and the woman too pushed blame to the serpent hallelujah so this is an example we have people excusers people who always highlight circumstances surrounding their failure to do what they ought to do you know uh, and not taking responsibility for
for what they should have done. Praise God. The next set of people is the hiddens. Uh, the sixth set of people actually is the hiddens. The hiddens, uh, these are completely ignorant. They are completely ignorant people. They are ignorant of the living God. They are ignorant of his word. They are ignorant of the Lord Jesus Christ or his gospel. The book of Acts chapter 17 verse 23 says, Now, as I was going along and carefully looking at your your objects of worship, that was uh, Paul saying, See, I came across an, an altar with an inscription that says to an unknown God. So therefore, what you already worship is unknown. So this I proclaim to you. So as Paul using an example when he was talking to the heathens and making them understand that okay if you guys worship an unknown god i proclaim to you a known god so when we go for evangelism it is very important to the hiddens they they are ignorant of god that we should also introduce the almighty god to them and the holy spirit will help us you know to find a way into their hearts in jesus name amen the seventh set of people we might uh, likely meet uh, or the type of subjects we might likely meet is the anxious people the anxious the anxious these are people who have a conviction of their sins and the need for help but they do not know how to go about it they have conviction you know it touches their heart that they've actually messed up but they don't know how to go about it uh, the book of acts chapter 2 verse 37 uh, says now when they heard this they were caught to the heart with remorse and anxiety and they said to peter and the rest of the apostle what are we to do brothers so you see there are the anxious people they, who are anxious to really do but they don't know what to do it is at that point that the holy spirit will help us to introduce these ones quickly to christ and the lord will help us in the name of jesus and the the, the uh, eight type of people is the backsliders the backsliders these are people who were once joyous christians who are now miserable because they've lost the joy and possibly the assurance of their salvation trying to you know get mixed with life mixed with people and they've brought down their standard but uh, maybe because they are trying to live up you know temptation falling and all sort of things the bible made us to understand the book of proverbs chapter 14 verse 14 he said the backslider in heart will have his you know will have uh, his, his ways filling with, with rotting things you know say but a good man will be satisfied praise god hallelujah so the backsliders who have actually had their ways filled with rottenness they are the ones they you know and they are miserable now and they've lost everything i mean the joy of salvation they've lost the assurance of salvation so uh, the holy spirit is waiting you know the bible says that the harvest is plenty but the laborers are few and waiting for us to direct these people back to the food praise the name of the lord the lord will help us in the name of jesus amen so you can also see the book of hebrews chapter 6 when the bible was saying that this is it is it is it is impossible to restore to restore to restore to repentance those who have once been enlightened spiritually and have tasted the conscious uh, tasted and consciously experienced heavenly gift and have shared in the gift of the holy spirit 
and have tasted and also consciously experienced the good of God's word, his power at the time, you know, and they are falling away. That it's it's almost impossible to bring them back. But what he, the main thing there is there's nothing the Holy Spirit cannot do. Praise God. Um, when we speak to these people, um, the Holy Spirit can still use us as instrument to bring them back. Uh, then the last uh, or the last set of people whom we might likely meet when we go for evangelism is the discouraged Christians. The discouraged Christians. These are Christians who have lost their, their confidence in the Lord due to the adversities of life. I mean, like failure in business, ill health, bereavement in, the, in a family member, or from maybe another trial or temptation, you know, and they've lost, you know, their faith in God or their confidence in God. You know, God is expecting us when we go for evangelism to strengthen these ones and bring them back, you know. It just takes, probably just take one verse that you will share with them and they will remember God's faithfulness again. The book of Proverbs chapter 24 verse 10 says, if we fail in the days of adversity, our strength is small. Uh, the, uh, the Amplified Bible says, if you are slack or careless in the day of distress, your strength is limited. So there are Christians who uh, have very little strength and who have actually slacked in the day of adversity. So it, it is us, it remains us, I mean to say, as Christians, to walk up to them and speak to them about Jesus Christ and restore them back into the fold. Praise God. So in the second phase of this uh, lesson outline, um, we're going to be considering some uh, some following truth on truth about personal evangelism. Number one truth is um, number one truth about personal evangelism is no two individuals are exactly the same. So when you're speaking to individuals, they are not the same. So you can use uh, the same uh, style or the same mode of approach or the same type of assumption on the two different individuals. No, they are not the same. So I would um, advise or the Sunday school is advising us not to make that mistake. Number two, uh, truth about personal evangelism or fact about personal evangelism is personal evangelism demands different approach based on personality and situation at hand you know everybody has their temperaments you cannot you, you cannot use the same approach or uh, different temperaments we need to also pay attention to the type of person we are speaking to and then uh, let the holy spirit guide us to what approach should be best used for this person. Number, or number three, or the third truth about personal evangelism is, therefore, those engaged in personal evangelism must absolutely depend on the Holy Spirit for guidance. You cannot use your own instincts or your own idea for uh, personal evangelism. Uh, you need to depend on the Holy Spirit because most times we don't know what to say but once we open our mouth the Holy Spirit will fill it up and through us the Holy Spirit will uh, move and convict uh, this person or persons for them to return 
back to Christ. You know, the main power in evangelism is Holy Spirit, is the Holy Spirit, without which we would just be making noise to the eardrums of people. Praise God. So the, ne- the third part of um, what we are going to be considering under uh, uh, this lesson outline approach to the subject is we are going to identify a few um, approaches that are applicable for personal evangelism. Number one is uh, those who are zealous may be reached through their zeal. Those who are zealous may be reached through their zeal. That's one of the approach that is applicable. So um, an example is Acts chapter 9 verse 4 to 6. Acts chapter 9 verses 4 to 6. Uh, we saw that place uh, where the Bible was talking about uh, Saul. When Saul was um, arrested by God, by Jesus himself, where uh, it says that he fell to the ground and he heard a voice from heaven saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Why are you oppressing me? And Saul said, Who are you, Lord? And he answered, I'm Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Now go, get up and go to the city, and you'll be told what you must do. So uh, Jesus Christ saw the zeal, his zeal uh, in carrying out his so called uh, mission as what he called uh, protecting the religion of Yahweh. And then God said, Okay, I'm going to use this zeal and I will turn it in the right direction. And then you know what happened. Paul, uh, Saul became the, one of the greatest apostles ever. So those who are zealous uh, can be reached through their zeal. God can arrest them and use their zeal as well. Praise God. Second uh, thing we should identify about the approach that is applicable is that the intellectual or people who are intellectually inclined. Uh, can be reached through their intellectual activities too. For example, uh, John chapter 3 verses 1 to 3 and 10 was talking about Nicodemus, a Pharisee, a teacher of the law, a well-known renowned teacher of the law, a member of the Sanhedrin. Among the Jews, he came to Jesus Christ at night and he called Jesus Christ teacher. A teacher is calling Jesus Christ a teacher. He said, you know, I've seen what you've done without doubt. I know you are from God. And, and he said, I know no one can do these things except God is with him. And Jesus answered him and said, Most solemnly I say unto you, unless a person is born again, he cannot, you know, be transformed or he cannot experience the kingdom of God. Because he was asking him, say, what can he do, you know? And Jesus Christ said, it was answered him, said, you, you know, you, you are, you are asking me questions about this. Um, you are a great and well-known teacher. You know, he, what was highlighted there was he was intellectually inclined and Jesus used that to reach out to him. So even as we are um, speaking the word of God, let's not out from our introduction uh, from our bible review where we looked at we said even the rich can be reached for god so we need to look out for that so even those who are intellectually inclined can also be reached through their intellectual activities i pray that holy spirit will help us you know to find a way into this and help us to speak through their intellectual activities to them and be able to capture them for christ in jesus name now the third part is those who are inclined to curiosity and inquisitiveness can also 
be used this can also be used to um, incline them or to reach them for God you know um, one of the examples is Luke chapter 19 verses 1 to 5 where we read where I, I spoke about earlier um, Zacchaeus Zacchaeus was he was a chief of tax collectors and he was very inquisitive and he was curious to see Jesus Christ and that was what was used that was what Jesus used to evangelize to him and he gave his life to Christ and then number four is uh, an approach to the listener an approach to the listener's conscience is a sure way in in leading a sinner to Christ an approach to the listener's conscience so it, the listener's conscience too can be used again you know to lead that person to Christ example is the jailer uh, in the book of Acts chapter 16 verses 27 to 31 you know the jailer or the jailer now the jailer so to say uh, that was keeping watch of the jail after uh, Paul and Silas sang and they prayed and then the the um, the the prison walls came crashing down but the, the jailer immediately when when that happened uh, the jailers came he drew his sword and was about to kill himself thinking that the prisoners had escaped but Paul said unto him that he shouldn't hurt himself that they are still there but the jailer called he called for torches and he rushed and trembling he, he fell down to Paul and silence and he he brought them out from the inner prison and said sir what must I do to be saved because he saw the power of God so his conscience you know was what was immediately touched at that time and he made a sure leading way for him to be converted so as we are going out as we are also uh, uh, on this mission for uh, personal evangelism the seeker ministry we should also know that this can be used uh, the listener's conscience can also be touched by um, the miracles or what God will do through us praise God hallelujah so uh, let's quickly run to the second lesson outline because of our time. Uh, the lesson out, uh, second lesson outline uh, says cautions and reward. Cautions and rewards. So we're going to be looking uh, at it from two angles. Number one is the caution to the soul winner. Now there is a, there's cautions for soul winners to listen to and abide. So soul winners should avoid some pitfalls on personal evangelism which is very very important to look at number one is what are they number one is self-advertising self-advertising don't go out and advertise yourself in the name of you want people to know oh you are a christian yeah oh i'm going out for evangelism uh, oh they should know that i am abiding and all sort uh, the bible says in the book of john chapter 30 in john, john chapter 3 i beg your pardon verse 30 that that he must increase but i decrease jesus must increase but i decrease so it's not about you it's about jesus so don't go out advertising yourself instead advertise christ second uh, pitfall that we must avoid is uh, avoid dealing with more than one person at a time avoid dealing you no know, we said in our previous uh, um 
lesson outline that we shouldn't use the same approach for two different people to avoid dealing with more than one person at a time because what you might be saying at that time or the approach you might be using might be appealing for one the other person and very very um uh, uh, provocating to the other person so we should watch that avoid dealing with more than one person at a time jesus christ when he was speaking and nicodemus came he gave nicodemus a personal attention you know and nicodemus um was he received salvation because jesus christ gave him that personal attention number three and one of the things we should avoid is we should avoid being unnecessarily flamboyant in appearance we should be moderate don't be flamboyant in appearance because some people might really be intimidated by your appearance even before you speak the bible says in the book of philippians chapter 4 verse 5 say, let your moderation be known to all men for the lord is near uh, the amplified bible said let your gentle spirit your gracious unselfish mercy tolerance and patience be known to all people the lord is near now number four things to avoid avoid dominating the conversation allow feedback or contribution from the person you are speaking to avoid dominating the conversation allow feed allow for feedback get to hear what this person has to say it's not about us just oh coming speaking and speaking and speaking and not giving for example in the book of john chapter 4 verse 7 and uh, verses 7 and 26 jesus christ was speaking to the woman the samaritan woman at the well and jesus christ gave her opportunity to speak and she declared him as the messiah as well so number five be cautious with the opposite sex be very very cautious especially when you're speaking with the opposite sex be cautious make sure you are speaking in the place where it's open you know and uh, not in an enclosed place make sure it's not just two of you in uh, a place because the bible made us to understand the book of first uh, corinthians chapter 10 verse 12 and i read in the amplified bible it says therefore let the one who thinketh he stand or is in the thing who thinketh in his heart is immune to temptation is being overconfident and self-righteous take care that he does not fall into temptation or fall into sin or condemnation so be cautious don't think you are because you are going for evangelism you have the power to withstand all this temptation and all those don't be overconfident in yourself number six one of the things you must avoid you know be cautious about is do not result to argument do not result to argument when someone you're speaking to and a person is arguing with you the bible says you just dust your feet and walk away the book of second timothy chapter 2 verse 23 says but have nothing to do with foolish or ignorant speculations or useless uh, disputes or stupid controversies since you know that they are they, they produce strife and they give birth to quarrels walk away you have nothing to do with them number seven is do not impose your experience of salvation on people don't do that don't impose it on people your experience is your experience let people have their own experience you know the book of acts chapter 15 verse 1 says some men came down from judea and began to teach the brothers and telling them unless you are circumcised in accordance to the custom of moses you cannot be saved no don't tell people that their own uh, salvation story or experience must be like your own please don't do that just let them flow don't impose it don't make people don't intimidate people with your own salvation experience 
praise God. Then lastly, what you must watch out for is avoid unnecessary familiarity because the message might actually be lost when you are actually, you know, um, engaging in familiarity. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Then uh, the big part of this one before we round up is what are the reward for soul winners? What is what do we what is in it for us as soul winners? Even when we go out, number one, overflowing joy for for the soul winner, overflowing joy. The Bible made us to understand in the book of uh, Luke chapter ten, verse seventeen to twenty, verses seventeen to twenty, that um, in the that for um, those who go for uh, that there is the rejoicing in heaven. Uh, for people who are so winners, uh, that the heaven record uh, rejoice when they record uh, that his soul is being won. Praise God! So there is rejoicing for soul winners. Number two, we are going to shine our stars. The Bible made us understand the book of Daniel chapter twelve verse three that those who are winners so they are wise and they will shine bright like the brightness of the expanse of heaven. Praise God. So, and that also those who lead many to righteousness will shine like stars forever. Praise God. Daniel chapter 12, verse 3. So, we'll be as shining stars uh, for soul winners. And number three is the crown of rejoicing. The crown of rejoicing. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 19. So, when you go for personal evangelism, when you go for evangelism, the Lord will give you the crown of rejoicing. Say, for those of who. Uh, uh, for for who is the object of our hope, or our joy, or our victory in our triumphant celebration where we stand in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ? It says that we will have the crown of rejoicing. First Thessalonians chapter two, verse nineteen. Praise God. So your benefit for the benefits or the rewards for soul winners is the, this overflowing joy for a soul winner. There is also uh, a shining like a star and crown of rejoicing. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. So in conclusion, with the hope of the Holy Spirit, you know, we can win more souls. More souls can be win, can be won. I mean to say, I beg your pardon. Now, God cherishes the soul winner. God cherishes. Ezekiel chapter 33, verse 11. And I round up. He says, For the Lord was saying, Say, As I live, says the Lord God, I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but rather that people will turn from their wicked ways and live. Turn back, change your ways of thinking, turn back into repentance from your evil ways. Why so for, for why should you die, O house of Israel? So if if God cherishes those that will turn people from their wicked ways back to God, God does not delight that anyone should perish, but he wished that all will come to full repentance. Praise God. The Lord will bless his word in our hearts in Jesus' name. So let us pray. Father, thank you for today's Sunday school. We give you glory. Lord, we ask that even as uh, we've heard your word, help us to be perfect soul winners for you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for the blessings uh, that will come even as we go out to evangelize. Thank you for your spirit that you are giving to us. Let your name be exalted. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. My name is Jude Jonathan, and this is um, the Reading Christian Church of God. Sunday school for today. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.